Hey Drew. What's going on, Noah? It's going good and uh, I'm excited to chat with you. And just so everyone knows, Drew is my best friend from college. We were roommates uh, three of the four years at college. And so we've known each other for, I don't know, over, I think over 10 years now. And so we've uh, hung out a lot in person and have done lots of projects together in the past. Um, and then more recently, we did City Clash, uh, which was an NFT project that maybe some of you have heard me talk about before. Um, but yeah, the plan is for this episode is Drew and I are just kind of kind of going to talk through City Clash, what happened with City Clash, uh, what we learned from it, and uh, yeah, just kind of talk through, because we, we just launched City Clash like a, a week and a half ago now, I think, or almost two weeks ago. And so we just wanted to kind of talk through our learnings of just like how things went. Uh, so yeah, it should be fun. And maybe, yeah, maybe we'll even learn something as we're talking through this uh, with each other. Uh, how's that sound, Drew? <clears throat> that sounds great. Looking forward to it. Lots of, lots of things we've learned. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, we started on City Clash uh, December of last year. And, uh, you know, basically we saw all this, you know, craziness happen with NFTs. And we thought it would be fun to do a project together. Um, I, you know, I had been getting interested into crypto more because of NFTs uh, over last year. And you were kind of also already more into crypto than me. And so we were, we were looking at just the stuff going on and we saw like some opportunity to make a project that wasn't all just like hype and just uh, promises up front that people are making. Um, and we wanted to make something that was hopefully like truly valuable. And so that's when we kind of started thinking about ideas and uh, kind of came up with City Clash. And then um, just so that just people have like a little background, do you want to give kind of just the overview, uh, the quick kind of overview of just like how our, our launch went? Sure. So like Noah said, we launched uh, about a week and a half ago on Bloody Monday is what they're calling it in crypto. It's literally one of the worst days in crypto. And uh, I remember waking up that morning and, and being like, oh, no, knowing that we were already committed to launching that day. We were launching with a big marketplace. Um, so minting started quick, like things were, were, were moving. We had 25 NFTs minted out in no time at all, it felt like. Uh, and then it just stopped. It just sat mm -hmm. at 25. And I remember Noah, you and I were on a call and I, I said, oh no, it's been stuck at 25 for a long time. And, and NFTs, especially during the mint, momentum is everything. And so mm -hmm. I think that's that's when I got a little worried was when it was just stuck at 25. And uh, I, I don't remember the numbers exactly, Noah. You can help fill in some gaps. But I think we ended up minting maybe like 70 um, that first day. We had... Uh, we had 50 total founders mints, like free mints allotted for ourselves that allowed us mm -hmm. um, to, to kind of like boost momentum a little, little bit. I don't think we really accomplished that very well. I don't think anybody like went and acted because of that, but we were able to just mint our own. Um, I, do you remember where we ended up at the end of day one? Yeah, I think it was around 75, um, like you're saying. And so that was a really discouraging number to us. Um, 
we we were building a collection of 3,000 NFTs. We already knew in the down market we couldn't sell all of those. We were only trying to mint out 1,000. And I remember the day before, we were like cautiously optimistic that we might be able to mm -hmm. mint out 1,000. We had um, well over 1,000 addresses submitted. I think we had like four or 500 whitelist addresses submitted. Yeah, yeah, over 500. And that would have allowed, in theory, those people could mint three each. And so we were like cautiously optimistic. People had shown intent and uh, mint day did not go well at all. It was it was a really rough, discouraging day. Yeah, and it's it's hard to know like how things are going to go. Like like you're saying, we were kind of guessing just based on the intent of people giving us addresses and stuff like that. <clears throat> um, but yeah, like crypto like the nft space has just changed so much over like the last nine months and, and the time that we were building where you know basically all we had to go off of was like how projects had gone in the past and uh like how that they meant out what were their numbers what were things like in their discord community that then allowed for them to mint out but like we were kind of in new territory one because like the last couple months before we launched we're already kind of bearish and people are already not feeling great. <clears throat> so there's kind of unknown there. Also, we're in new territory because we were the first to launch on Trove, which is the marketplace that was launching on Arbitrum layer two. So there was like some new stuff there. And then of course, like the day of, there was like lots of unknown stuff happening. <clears throat> like I think Ethereum and Bitcoin were like both down like 20% like that day or something like that um, like right as we were launching so like everyone was scared panicking and uh, <clears throat> Yeah, we couldn't Yeah, we couldn't really have known that that was gonna happen um, <clears throat> All right, so What Maybe we can both answer this but like what was what was something that you kind of learned one of the major like learnings um, just from building City Clash. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot, and so it'll be good for both of us to, to throw ours out there and go back and forth on them. But one that directly jumps off what we were just talking about, Trove has been wonderful. Like we, We're both big fans of Treasure DAO, um, what, what's going on there. But if I could do it over again, I would not have waited to mint on Trove and to launch on Trove. I think that, that we both were like well aware of, wow, the NFT space moves so fast. A day in NFTs is a week in the real world or whatever. But I don't think that we factored that in well when making our decision to switch to Arbitrum and making our decision to switch to Trove. Um, I think that mm -hmm. Arbitrum has been a home run for City Clash. I think that the project is much, much better because of it. Um, but I, I think that we discounted delaying for literal months um, too heavily. I think I, I don't think we gave enough credit to all of the uncertainty that we were introducing by being willing to delay that long. And I think that we overlooked it because of the the promises of success. We saw Trove as this promised land where any project associated it with it was just exploding. And uh, we totally ignored the fact that well, we don't know at all if that'll be true next week let alone two months from now and, and i think we literally delayed our launch at least two months because of mm -hmm. truth 
Yeah, I mean, I think that makes sense. But at the same time, I think we were also like we had already been, you know, working on City Clash for a couple months and kind of grinding our wheels with just like kind of build, trying to build a community in in like the normal layer one. And I feel like we like if we had launched at that point, we would have launched really without like a great community around the project, I feel like. So I don't know. We weren't in a I'm not sure if that would have really worked out as well like i think we were we were kind of in a bad spot at that point and we knew we needed to grow more before we launched i think i i'm sure like just looking back i'm sure it would have been like even if we launched with like no community like pretty early on i'm sure that could have gone maybe better just because you never know and like things just kind of pop off randomly when uh the market's in like a better spot i think um and people just find a project and they're like oh this is cool this could go somewhere um, but yeah, I, I don't know, like we, I don't know if it, if it really, we, if it for sure would have been better to launch earlier back then. I do think you're right though, that like, uh, we didn't really factor in like just the potential of delaying, like what could be different, um, later down the road. And I mean, it, it feels like it was mostly just, you know, market, like how the market's doing and, and, uh so much i think it's because nfts are you know very spec a lot of speculation going on and stuff it just feels like it's it's so dependent on the market like of how how well things are gonna go so there's a lot of things that we don't have kind of control of um so yeah i that's, agree and that's i think one. i think that we recognized that we didn't have control and we were dependent on the market i just don't think we put the pieces together in our heads with the timing and and you're totally right that we were kind of floundering from a community perspective on layer one i don't really know that we could have succeeded on layer one either i think the move to arbitrum was was certainly a win it's uh it's really hard to say like part of it we might just chalk it up to like we were just a little late to the party maybe um maybe we started we, we saw the hype going on and, and then we got started and maybe by the time that we actually got started, it was on the back end um, yeah. of, of bullish. And obviously, projects are succeeding still today um, and just doing them in very, very different ways. feels like it's changing all the time. And maybe, maybe six months is too long to build an NFT project. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think it probably could be. Like, I remember seeing uh, other... NFT founders kind of saying that that was like the main thing of just like moving fast, like basically following the meta that was out at the time and just like launching something like within a couple weeks is kind of what you need to do, which is kind of weird. Like it, it kind of shows that that's it's all about just getting the hype. And I think that was kind of our whole thing from the beginning is like we don't want to just be about that. Like we want to build something that's actually cool and actually valuable and doing something unique and new. And I think that's what we did. Um, but yeah, I think it's just harder, I guess, to, to make something, uh, like that work, I guess. Um, and, and I guess maybe it just shows that's where the NFT market is or was currently where it's like, it's more about, it is kind of more about the hype and, uh, kind of building that up rather than real value. Um, and I, I think that will change over time, um, but yeah, I think maybe that's part of the the issues that we ran into potentially. Um, 
but yeah, it's like with the market there, we really couldn't have, I don't know if there's a ton we could have really done differently. Like, yeah. Do you think there's anything, um, I mean, obviously, like you said, launch earlier, but like within the market conditions we are in, like, is there anything you think we could have done differently? I, I don't know. I, not that I know of. I feel like we did almost everything we could do. We were hosting all the spaces we could. We did all the Twitter collabs that we could. Tried to connect to all the, the right people. Um, the, there's obviously the question of Arbitrum and just how much liquidity was even in Arbitrum for NFTs. Obviously, we were more expensive than most Arbitrum projects. We, we were um, outside of typical Arbitrum user expectations. Uh, but our whole model for City Clash was built around that, was built around an upfront mint cost uh, that, that allowed for this treasury. So I think that had we stayed on layer one, I think it would have been more of a coin flip. Like we could have mm -hmm. flopped harder or we could have like really caught fire. I think we would have been giving up even more control. Where on Arbitrum, right. I feel like we could guarantee all right, we can get some community around us, um, but the, the upside was much, much lower, it feels like, on Arbitrum. Right. Yeah, like on layer one, there's like projects like Goblin Town and other random stuff that just like blows up randomly still now just because it's like new and unique and different, um, which I think City Clash is kind of new and unique and different. Um, but then like I'm sure there's, you know, for every project that succeeds, there's like 50 that flop you know um and no one knows about so it, it is kind of really hard to know <clears throat> and i think we kind of going into the nft stuff i think from the very beginning we like knew that like we knew like we talked about how like this is kind of a risky thing like we don't really know if it's going to work um and you know it's just kind of like trying out something learning something um, and just kind of seeing what happens <clears throat> so i guess kind of similar to what you're saying I guess I, in some ways I kind of agree that like maybe we should have more so even leaned into that of like basically just knowing this is risky. And so because of that, we should just kind of put something out there quickly um, and just try to learn from it. And, um, and, and, and doing that, we're not, you know, putting as much time into something, um, but also so then in some ways we're kind of just giving up where it's like, okay, it's either works or it doesn't, but we're not going to care too much because we didn't invest too much of our time into it. Um, and I think that could have ended up being better. Um, I think like even in the beginning, uh, like when we were thinking through ideas, like we had lots of different ideas and I think we were almost more thinking along these lines. Like we were like, all right, we're just going to like try this idea and then maybe we could try another idea and another idea. Um, like I think we were kind of talking like that, that we just try multiple things. But then as we started building City Clash, there was just, you know, it took longer to build. There's a lot of learning on just how to build it. And then I think as we were building it, we saw just more potential or opportunity in the idea itself that we just kind of kept going with it um, and kept building, kept making better, added the the towers, which added another layer, which is cool. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I think like maybe that was a mistake uh, to kind of just like keep going along with it. Um, but again, it's like you, we never know because um, that could have been what we needed and it just ended up being a bad timing. Um, well, let me jump in there. So 
like City Clash was kind of our response to all these things we didn't like in NFTs. Mm. And almost mm -hmm. all of those things are are the projects that are just testing out and haven't really built any substance, basically. Right. Those are the things that we didn't really like. And so how do you see uh, the middle ground for, for City Clash in particular? Like if you could start over, if we were back in December, what exactly would you have, have actually built and launched? What do you think would have been the right approach? Yeah, I mean, we couldn't have really built City Clash, I guess, because it's just too much. Like it's like it, it there is more, it is more complex. There's more to build. There was a lot to figure out. Um, I'm trying to think like, yeah, like a middle version of it. Like, so like, for example, we could have launched maybe without like the map and out without some of that stuff that we ended up having to build, like maybe the game wouldn't have been completely functional, but like you could play with the cities on marketplaces, like maybe something like that, but that probably wouldn't have taken that much time of building away. Um, yeah, obviously we could have other idea towers, but we, what's that? We didn't, we could have gone without towers too, but we only literally added mm. towers because of Trove and, and delaying. We didn't plan to build right. towers. I know right, and that only took us like out. three weeks or so to do mm -hmm. the towers too. Like it didn't take that much time. Um, yeah, I really can't think of something other than like a different idea, maybe like a simpler idea. Um, I mean, we could have done an idea kind of like what we're kind of doing now with City Clash. And I know this was an idea that you liked in the beginning of basically making like an investment like treasury out of the nfts like that could have been maybe like a starting point where we could start with something like that like if we launched with that something like that in january that could have gone well where it's basically all it is an nft there's not really anything more technical that we'd have to build other than like a simple contract um and then some kind of images with it but then really the substance behind it is the community of people investing um I don't know, something like that where we could just get it off the ground quickly, but there's still value behind it um, that could then lead to other things. Like, I think, yeah, I think some ideas like that where if we had just basically starting with something smaller, but then that mm -hmm. could then kind of be a domino that leads to a big, like a bigger project like City Clash. Like maybe that could have made more sense. Yeah. And so a couple thoughts. First, that treasury idea, like we thought of a lot of ideas like that. We liked a lot of ideas like that. And I think we had some legal concerns up front. Yeah. About could we build something just like that? And then I think in hindsight, like starting with towers could have been great if we had just built and launched towers. Obviously, that wasn't our initial idea, though. And then right. my last thought is like, I think City Clash was simple in our heads to start. Mm -hmm. Like I think City Clash, it was a simple idea. There wasn't that much to it and uh it, it is kind of at the end of the day like it's it's relatively simple compared to other stuff but it's just right. blows all the other nft projects out of the water in terms of complexity right well also when i think about like what we spent our time on the most over the last six months um it probably actually wasn't the building as much that we spent a lot of our time on like we probably spent at least half of our time on just like trying to build up our community, you know, like the marketing side of things. Like, I think that was also uh, 
just a hard part and, and took more time than we probably expected in the beginning. Like we were doing all these like Twitter spaces. We were doing like one or two Twitter spaces a week with different people in the NFT space. We were interviewing people. Uh, we were, you know, trying to get different tweets and things out there that could get attention. Like that, I think, is really what took a long, a lot of the long time uh, as well. Totally agree. And we almost like delayed everything. Like we kind of only built at the pace that we needed to to match the community. And because how long it took to get grow the community, we didn't have any urgency to build fast at all because we didn't have any community behind what we wanted to launch. I think, um, I think I learned a lot about intent through building City Clash. I remember at the beginning. I think you had over 10,000 Twitter followers when we started. And I mm -hmm. think that my expectation, I don't remember if we talked about this or not, but was then the first like week or two, we could get a thousand Twitter followers on a, on a city clash NFT account, mm -hmm. primarily from, from your following. And I think that city clash was a lesson. This is just one example of just how important intent is like everybody. I, I personally was so sure that oh eyeballs will do it you just have to have a big enough audience to show and whatever it is you show you're gonna get 10 percent of them right is the number just to, mm -hmm. to use the numbers i was putting together right and uh and man up front it was such a struggle to grow a twitter following and just realizing like if people don't care they really don't care and uh right so that was a, a great lesson for me to learn and definitely a surprise and and a way that my expectations going into city clash were way off base yeah yeah that makes sense um like yeah trying to find that niche of people which really is a pretty small niche like nfts aren't themselves very huge like i think i mean there's not even a million wallets i think at, at least in the last couple months last time i saw there wasn't like a million people on OpenSea. um and so that's, you know, that's the biggest part of NFTs. And then we're kind of taking a little, well, very small pie of that, even more so because we're on Arbitrum. Um, and so then, you know, then within Arbitrum, we're like, you know, we're going for the people that are into like board games and little games like um, Settlers of Catan and, and strategy stuff, which is, you know, even makes us have a little even smaller niche. Um, and so, yeah, just like finding those people is challenging, but then also there's, it's not a huge pie that we're kind of pulling from. Um, and so that, you know, that obviously makes things challenging. Without a doubt. And I, like, even in hindsight, I, I don't know if there, there are enough of those dollars on Arbitrum yet. Um, there, there will be, like, I think you and I are both really bullish on where Arbitrum is going. And, and from a technical perspective, Arbitrum has been a home run. It was cool. We got to be partners with them. Their team has been helpful. Um, but I, I question if we, if we just set ourselves up to fail purely on market size by moving to Arbitrum. And uh, if we just had no chance to succeed at scale at all. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, I do think... Yeah, I think Arbitrum's had a lot, obviously a lot less volume with just how the market's been going and stuff like that. So it, mm -hmm. again, that like played a lot with it. Um, yep. But I know I think it, like this makes me think going back to like, there's just a lot of things 
in any kind of business that you can't control, I think probably in a business like this or a project like this, there's even more that we couldn't control. And, and so I think in some ways it's like, yeah, looking back, like some of these things didn't work as expected or, or as we planned, but like in some ways that's just kind of how it is building businesses, especially like in these more risky places where it's just kind of you, you take a shot at it and uh, see if it works out and kind of learn along the way. And maybe next time if we try something like this, we'll have a better chance and it will work out differently. Um, and I, yeah, I think that was the other thing that I talked, we talked about before is like, just that we had the ability and like the time and margin to be able to try something like this. It was pretty, it's pretty awesome that like, we don't want to take that for granted that like, that's a blessing that we could even take a shot at something like this to see if we could get something like this to work. Um, and, and really like if it doesn't work, like we're okay. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's a pretty good spot to, to be in. Absolutely. There are certainly lots of silver linings that we can point to. Um, and I, I think that's good that you brought those into play, but we, we went, we were part-time for months and then I don't know about, I, I think you were basically full-time. I was basically full-time on city clash for at least a month, if not more building up to it with towers. Right. And, and so, yeah, the, the fact that we could do that, um, put aside other work, knowing this has no guaranteed income to kind of take a shot is a huge blessing. Um, I, I think we kind of left the mint stage on a, on a dark note. We have minted uh, like 236, I think, as of recording uh, cities, which mm -hmm. is pretty cool. That's not nothing. Um, we right. found some people that really, really like what we've built, that are excited about it, that think it's cool. So there's uh, – and then actually we've, we've just made some really interesting connections. I think back to, to Globetrotter. Um, yeah, our very first I, person. <laughs> Noah and I started this with uh, with Ben. There were three co-founders to start, and I remember that we had a Twitter space to talk about City Clash, and there were four people in it. The three of us <laughs> yeah. and this stranger named Globetrotter, <laughs> and he just jumped in. He didn't really talk much, and he just sat and listened to us talk about <laughs> what City Clash was. And, yeah, I, um, I wonder how, how did we convince him to join that early on when there was he was the only person. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, he just thought it was cool, I guess. Um, I, I don't even know how he yeah. found us, to be honest. He, he didn't follow you on Twitter. No. Um, <laughs> I have no idea how he found us the first time. But then I remember we we interviewed Morgan Stone with Root Troop, and he was in there, and then he got big into Root Troop, and I think that was his first NFT. And uh, <laughs> it's like, we've sent this guy down a path. Whether it's a good one or a bad one, I don't know yet, but... Globetrotter's still here as a city clasher. We've uh, we've worked with two awesome mods, Eric, who we went to college with, and then mm -hmm. Nick, who's a friend of the show, um, and an indie hacker. Oh yeah, hey Nick. <laughs> and uh, that's been so amazing, really, just getting to know those guys better. But seeing them just like dive in, believe in what we're building, they've been a huge encouragement and a blessing to us, for sure. Um, so there's been, and then just getting the chance to work together is, is always a, a special great thing so mm -hmm, lots mm -hmm. of lots of silver linings we've we've been kind of doom and gloom up to this point but right there's been a lot of great parts yeah i like how you're going to the positive um yeah because there is 
there's still, you know, there's still hope. There's still positive things. So I, I actually, I just talked to Jonah finally yesterday. So Jonah's the founder of Realm. And I've been trying to talk to him for a while, but we've finally gotten a call. And so I was asking him kind of how he's doing, you know, with Realm and just how things are going for him throughout the market uh, with the market downturn and stuff. And he kind of told me like, kind of from the beginning, he's never really cared about like how many he's minted out, the floor price, things like that. Like he just like wanted to build something awesome and build something valuable. And if like people came along for that journey, then like he'd be happy. If not, like he's he's kind of like whatever, like I'm just like building this. In some ways he's building it for himself, but he's trying to make something valuable. Um, and so he definitely has kind of built things in a different way and like thankfully for him like it did eventually kind of work out like he was building for I think like seven months or so of just with hardly anybody there um, like a very small community and then all of a sudden like some people caught wind of what he was doing talked about it on Twitter and then it like minted out within a day or something like that um, but even now like I think probably like to most people nft people realms probably looks like it's kind of struggling and that like you know the floor is not amazing it's gone down like a lot of things um and but he basically said like he's just kind of building for the long term like he's just trying to make something valuable he's not worrying about the floor price and what he's found like he said like talking about his community is he's found people that like actually love what they're building and are like trying to be a part of it and uh, give feedback and like He's basically, he hasn't built the project through hype like a lot of NFT projects have. And because of that, he's like found people that like really want to be there and that are there for like actual viable reasons and, and good motivations, not just like trying to make a, a buck off a NFT project like most communities are kind of made up of. And so like, yeah, just thinking through that, like I think that is that is kind of the, the track that we can take with city clash where it's just, yes, it's slower. Like it's a, it's a slower ramp to growth, but it's, it's finding the right people that are there for the actual like city clash game, the value of it and not, you know, not just the hype of it. Um, which I think in the long term creates like a stronger project overall that can last longer. Uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting just kind of hearing his experience with that. Yeah, that is great. And it, it parallels City Clash much better than almost any other NFT project. Um, the lack of hype, the building, actually something cool. And, and totally agree with what you're saying that those are the kinds of projects that could actually be sustainable long term. I think a really hard, a hard question that you and I have had to grapple with is how, how do we know when to stop? Um, like, do we just we, we just can't keep going on this full time forever, for example, with with the level of traction that we have seen. Um, we, we definitely have this handful of like really excited, dedicated people. Um, and so I know we're grappling now with what's next. Where, where do we go from here? Um, do we take the Jonah path? I don't. Does Jonah work a full time job? Is he full time realm? No, he's full-time realm. And that's where it's, it's kind of worked out for them is like they got, you know, treasure to kind of back behind them. They, they did mint out. So like they've, they've, uh, they have, you know, made some good money. 
uh, on the project. He did talk about like potentially like going and raising more money from like uh, investors of some sort uh, just to be able to grow bigger and faster. But yeah, like he's able to work on it full time, which is cool. And And that's like, like you're saying, that's kind of our hard position is like, we haven't gotten to the point where city clash can like pay for everything um and so yeah it's like how how much time do you focus on it um to kind of keep it going um because yeah i could see where if we did kind of keep on the road of making city clash better um that someday something kind of like what happened to realm could happen to us where you know maybe it's at the point where the market's better but you know it's it's almost it just kind of takes a few of the right people to find the project and see that wow this is like already really awesome um and then it the word just kind of spreads and it mints out in no time and then you kind of have a project that's kind of full steam ahead um but yeah it's just like like again it's like going back to we don't have much it feels like we don't have much control of that other than just like making the project better um and that's that's a slower road um so absolutely it's it's this tough question for us like it, are we confident what we're building is awesome and if if we are then sure it, it, it's a lot more sustainable to build at, at least part-time um on city clash going forward it is scary as you highlighted that we don't hold all the cards here and it feels a lot of the time like we don't hold most of the cards even um so yeah for now, obviously, as, as we've talked about, we have some things that we have committed to building into City Clash that absolutely make the game so much better. And so we're going we're gonna to get those built, we're going to deliver on those promises, and uh, we're going to see what the community thinks, how, how the game goes from there. Um, our first battle in City Clash ends tomorrow. I don't know about you, but I feel like we've learned a lot of lessons just in this single battle on um, mm-hmm. some ways yep. that we can make things better. And so uh, there's there's lots and lots of room to to improve on City Clash as we, uh, yeah. as we see fit. Yeah, and if there are any holders of cities that are, are listening to this right now, um, you know, we are going to take care of you guys. And that's kind of our, you know, that's, that's kind of the main thing we care about right now is just that, like we take care of our current community and we make it valuable for them. Um, and really it, it was awesome because, uh, we, you know, we, after that first day where we were kind of down, we were like, okay, this didn't go exactly how we were expecting. We messaged kind of the current holders, the, the community that we had right there and like, Hey, what do you guys want to do with this? Like, these are some options, you know, this didn't go as expected. And we were just kind of blown away with how the community was like, so behind us and supporting us in this and they're like no we think this is awesome like we just want to keep going like like planned like normal um and that was that i was really surprised by that and that that was really cool um so yeah yeah it goes to show that we do have a community of people that are kind of in city clash right now that really do like what we've built and they're they're kind of in it for the long haul um which is really awesome and motivating and encouraging to see. Um, so appreciate anyone that's listening. That's part of that. Absolutely. That, that was a huge, a huge boost in the midst of some rough times. We, (laughs) we literally offered to refund all the holders and, uh, and two of them 
said, if you if you send me ETH back for the cities that I bought, I'm just going to go and mint more cities. And uh, <laughs> that was a yep. huge boost. So Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you yeah. called that out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Any anything else that we haven't covered? Any any uh, yeah anything that we missed that we learned or like takeaways from this whole experience? Hmm. I think um, we've touched on it a few times, but just the the power of viral marketing. It's like this lightning in a bottle that you like can't control it, mm-hmm. um, but but it it's like the most vital kind of marketing it feels like in this nft space and uh that's one of the like the frustrating challenging um exciting things that that the best Mm -hmm. marketing is marketing that you kind of don't you have very limited power um to to control but i think a few factors that we accounted for that and and how we addressed that was just networking interacting with the right people so i think something clever you especially did up front, Noah, was leverage the fact that you had a Twitter following, leverage that credibility, even if those 10,000 people weren't all big NFT fans, they didn't jump on the City Clash account, you could reach out to, to other people in the NFT space and they would speak with you. They would get on a Twitter space with us. Um, and so mm-hmm. we networked with a lot of, of people that we wouldn't have gotten to talk to otherwise. And I, I don't... I can't think of any particular of those connections that really like exploded things for city clash or, or led to a home run, but, but we just kept showing up. We kept networking. We kept making those connections and maybe someday one of those connections is going to be the catalyst that mint city clash out. Um, maybe it's mm-hmm. not, but I think that that's the only variant of control that we have in this viral marketing space of nfts is, is just networking with the right people who have the ability to knock down those viral dominoes yeah it's kind of like expanding the surface area by just like making those as many of those connections um as possible and i think that does bring out another point that we definitely i think learned as like trying to do the marketing is that in nfts um especially i think the the networking is pretty important just like who you know and because that's that's like how things travel is just like through people that are interested in nfts like hey like telling their friends like i found this project this is awesome like that's kind of how it travels and so like if you can kind of start that and i I mean that was at least our ideas like if you can kind of start that by knowing the right people that can talk to other people that kind of start that domino effect like that that kind of is the the best uh, marketing you can do. And, and actually that did help us a few times for sure. Um, like that's kind of where our, our discord community kind of got started with uh, Vince a bit. Like he, he, you know, we'd been talking to him for a while and trying to get to know him and stuff. And then like out of the blue, he just like told his community of a couple thousand people like, Oh, city clash looks awesome. And then like, I think we had, I don't know, 800 people join our discord within that like day or something like that uh that was that was a pretty cool moment i remember um yeah let's see i i had a a couple other thoughts um another cool moment uh was really the towers uh mint like that really went pretty much perfectly i don't think that could have really gone much better 
Um, but that was a pretty like kind of surreal, cool moment. Like after like 30 minutes, you know, after we started the mint, we minted out. And then when we all jumped into that uh, voice channel with, I don't know, there's like 50 people maybe, I think, that just joined, joined, jumped into a voice channel on Discord and everyone was like pumped. And that that was a pretty cool uh, uh, moment when everyone was kind of like coming around the, the project. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Any other moments like that that stuck out? Hmm. I know there was a, a smaller raid with Fantine and Small Sharks came over. Um, that was cool. I think another one of the one of my favorite moments. What we had our first like faction reaction battle, where mm, factions were mm-hmm. all to react with their color, and uh, and things kind of freaked out in the Discord for a little bit. That was a lot of fun. Um, I think the Kevin phenomenon was fun. We had this <laughs> we had this guy that we just knew his name was Kevin. He wasn't even in our Discord, and he built the first 100 story tower, and uh, and it was just this big mystery of like what in the world? How did this even happen? And uh, we yeah. went and found him, and like brought him into our Discord, and then we let him like choose which faction to join, and all the factions pitched him, and that was <laughs> yeah. just hilarious. That was pretty funny. Um, yeah, it was it was fun seeing people like just watch you know kevin like buy up these towers and see the transactions come across on the marketplace and be like what's going on who's kevin (laughs) and and all that being said about towers it's really amazing what that has done like that's holding a pretty good floor that's done at Mm -hmm. least like seven to eight eth in volume right now um yeah that's been pretty cool to watch and and who knows maybe this tower integration in city clash maybe launching that will will be a boost for the cities as well there are definitely mm-hmm. a lot of holders out there what are there about 700 tower holders if i remember yeah. right yeah around 700 and, and at least 100 of those have built a four-story tower so they seem like they should be jumping into city clash yeah that's for sure um i'm trying to remember i thought i had one other thought but it it escaped me um yeah so i'm not i don't know if i can remember it um, but I don't know. I th- I feel like we summarized everything pretty well. Uh, we went through all the learnings pretty well. Um, yeah, so this is good. Uh, any any last words before we end this one? Yeah. Do you think th- this is a question for you? Do you think you're ever going to build another NFT project? Um. Yeah, I think probably. I think. I think the landscape of NFTs is probably going to change a ton um, over the next like five to ten years, but I would imagine like I could see that. Um, basically, what I think is going to happen is I think NFTs will become a lot less of a speculation kind of like collectible kind of thing like they are right now, and it will become more of just like a different uh, a different way to basically sell parts of a business like or to sell a product basically um, that actually has real valuable value to it and so it'll be priced more along like the, the real value instead of like the speculation on it but anyways I could see just basically a lot of people creating nft kind of projects as just like as a different part of their their business or, or part of their offering um, so I could see yeah I feel like there's a pretty good chance I would build something with that in the future. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That was definitely just a quick lesson I learned um, about 
NFTs, just how speculative everybody's here just to flip and make money. I remember I had a call with this big NFT whale early on and he told me like, I don't remember what number he said. It was like 95% of, of people are here just to flip and make money. And I remember Noah, you and I got on a call and debriefed after that. And we were like, mm. ah, yeah, I don't know if I'm sure about that. Like, I don't think it's that high of a percentage, but after building a project, I feel like it's that high of a percentage that that such a small percentage of people actually care about the utility. And just like you're saying, I think NFTs are going to move away from that and towards utility. And I think the bear market is a, a catalyst for that as well. It's going to flush some of these speculators out um, mm -hmm. in a sustained bear market. So I love what you're saying. I uh, fully expect to build another NFT project that'll have utility. And uh, But in the meantime, we've built a cool one that has utility with City Clash. That's a lot of fun. Yep. And I think, I think we did something we can be proud of. So that's all I have yep. to say. Yep. That's for sure. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, Drew. Uh, it was fun chatting with you and, and cool just to have uh, the people listening get to know somebody that I've known for a long time and, and done a lot of stuff with uh, Drew. So thanks for coming on. And uh, yeah, we'll do have to do another one sometime. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. See you in another one.